I feel like Franz Kafka and George Orwell structured the very foundation of the agency that I work at. Every fucking thing I try to do, every move I try to make, is automatically locked up into some kind of bureaucratic nightmare that doesn't even make sense. There's all these anachronistic rules. There's all these like old-timey, almost like militaristic like way of doing everything where when you're trying to like move to a high-paying position or or move to a different facility or or just make any changes in your daily life there's some kind of like old-timey rule written in 1895 back when we used to deliver shit on fucking horseback that they'll come up with to go well you can't do that because of this rule and that rule and this rule and that rule and this rule and, and that's what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. I'm trying to move facilities where I work, and I work for a government agency, and I'm trying to transfer to another facility. They literally put my request for making Georgia on hold. They stopped making Georgia from reviewing my application so they could review my application in Alabama and South Alabama because my district can put a hold on it and now that they're reviewing my application for the South Alabama they're waffling over whether they need one or two people so now I'm having to be held up from moving anywhere else or moving up in position and pay because South Alabama can't decide whether they need one or two new drivers. I mean, this is the kind of, like, bullshit. Like, I just see Franz Kafka and fucking George Orwell, and they're, like, behind this green curtain like the fucking Wizard of Oz, coming up with rules and barriers to fucking... It's like, oh, he wants to better himself. Well, well we can't have him bettering himself. We can't have this man moving along and improving his life and well-being. No, we have to throw barriers in his way. We have to make up some weird old rules that we have to go by. That way he's stuck forever in an expensive hellscape called Huntsville, Alabama. Yes, you can't get a house for under $500,000. Everything is corporate restaurants and corporate mentality we can't have anything that's a mom and pops it has to be all fucking box stores and goddamn strip malls and that's where he needs to be locked away living in a military town where he can't afford he literally has to live under a bridge and that's the way we want it and then when then when we make it where he can't afford housing we're, we're gonna fucking kick him we're going to go fucking kick him in the ass when he lives under the bridge. Because now he's homeless. That's the way it feels working for... And I will not name who I work for. But I'm sure you've all guessed. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this fucking town. Tried this morning. Got into work. Got on the computer, seeing if there's any updates on the review of my transfer. There's no updates. It's just sitting there in review. I call five different people. And, I'm, you know, I'm getting transferred around on the phone. They're like, well, mm-hmm. well uh, this isn't, you ain't, you ain't calling the right, you ain't calling the right motherfucker right now. It's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, like, calling... And this is a person who's like over human resources, you know, some, you know, like a job that requires like, you know, some actual ability to like think and write and things. And it's always like somebody that's like talks like Nicki Minaj, bitch, why you want to transfer? Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when you do your fingerprints and, you know, I'm sitting here like, I'm, I'm a current employee. I'm a current employee here. I don't have to do fingerprints. I did my fingerprints back all the way in like 2020. What the fuck are you talking about? Man, you did your fingerprints all the way back in 2020. Why are you calling me? It's like, because I'm trying to transfer. 
I need to speak with someone about my transfer to the other facility. I'm not trying to get hired in. I'm already working here. Mm-hmm. What, what, who you need to talk to? Bitch, bitch-ass motherfucker, you need to talk to Priscilla. Bitch-ass motherfucker. Why are you calling me? You should have called Priscilla. Well, I don't know Priscilla. I don't know Priscilla because you're in a whole nother town, but for some reason you're responsible for all the hiring in Alabama and Mississippi. And you, you don't even sound like you, you could handle working at McDonald's, but for some reason you're handling all this important information. Bitch, let me give you Priscilla's number. Gave me Priscilla's number. I call Priscilla. What you want? Can't you tell I'm in here fucking doing my hair? Doing my nails? You fucking calling up here when I'm fucking trying to like sit in here and fucking do absolutely nothing all day? In my job where I get paid twice as much as you motherfucker? It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to bother you. And the thing that drives me crazy is when you call these people, you have to realize you're speaking with someone that has like the mentality of like a middle schooler, like like an adolescent. Like it, just picture that you're you're like a really shitty adolescent. Like if you're like you have to like you know okay, take yourself, put yourself back in middle school. And the interactions you would have with like 12, 13-year-olds. That's the type of shit that you're dealing with when you work where I work. So you have to like tread lightly with all these people because you don't want to like, if you go and you're rude to them, they're just going to drag even longer on what you want them to do because they're vindictive, shitty little like, you know, 13 year old, like children mentality type people. So I call this bitch and, you know, I'm treading lightly. I'm like, well, <laughs> if you could please, you know... It's not too much, you know. Could you do your job and look at look at my transfer request? And she's like, "What do you want to know?" I'm like, "Well, you know, uh, I've got a transfer request. It's currently in review for uh, uh, South Alabama. I don't want to name the facility. And uh, you know, I just want to know where it's at. You know, what y'all are thinking. You know, whether y'all are actually gonna, you know, send me a a letter to let me know if you're gonna allow me to, you know, uh, move facilities. If that's not uh, too much to ask, and uh, you know, I just I want some info because I've been waiting. It's been in review for three weeks, and I would like to know something. And I've also had an application in for Birmingham, and it's been there for over two months, and I haven't heard nothing. And I know another person who applied, and they've been interviewed, but they didn't hear nothing. And I, I would just like to know what the fuck is going on? Like, you're supposed to notify me about what decision... Like, it literally says on the website that you have to give me a decision whether you pass on me or or want to hire me. She's like, well, you know what? If you're trying to transfer and you're in review, I'm not even who you're supposed to be talking to. You're supposed to be talking to... And I don't want to say her name. It's an old-timey name. It's an old motherfucking timey name. We're just going to say her name's, I don't know, Delos. Her name's Delos. And so, she's like, well, let me transfer you to Dolores. And I'm like, well, I would love to fucking talk to Dolores. And she's got a fancy title. She's a workforce planning specialist, fucking administrative fucking uh, mastermind is her fucking title. Look this shit up. She's making like fucking hundred over a hundred k a year to not do her fucking job. So I call this bitch. It's eleven twenty in the morning. Eleven twenty in the morning. This fucking cunt is already on her lunch break. She's already well. They didn't tell me she's on her lunch break. I just assume she's on her lunch break. So I call this bitch. And uh, I'm told, like, well, first they try to transfer me. And this one bitch is like, hey, she's uh, 
she's uh, away from her desk at this moment. And so she gave me the number, and so I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine, you know, and, uh, and I'm just like, I guess she went to an early lunch, and I'm like, like it's 11.20 in the morning, she's already at lunch? And so then I try to call this bitch, and I can't get through, so I'm like, I guess I'll just have to wait. Maybe, maybe she'll be back from her early two-hour lunch by one o'clock this afternoon, so... Maybe next week on this podcast, I can finally give you an update on whether I'm allowed to transfer to another facility to do a different job and to make more money. Cheaper cost of living where I'm trying to move to, but higher pay. And you got to take all this into consideration. Working for the government is very frustrating because I'm trying to get this higher paying job. But when I look at, like, people that do the same job I do in the private sector, they're getting paid, like, $10 more. So it's really fucking frustrating when I'm doing all this work, going through all this stress. This has been, like, God, like a year-long process of finally getting them to fucking review my request. And... It's just stressful because if I was at one of our competitors, I would be making $10 more in the private sector, but I wouldn't have the cushy, you know, off days and benefits of government employment, which, you know, I'm more lazy. I I work, but I work when I'm here, but, you know, I'm, I'm lazy. I like my days off. I like sitting at home, drinking beer, watching movies. But that's my update on my job. I hate to open up with that. It was just on the mind. And um, it's just fucking frustrating as hell. Uh, it's it's just like the worst situation I've ever been in. With just people that don't. It's like there's these shitty people. They somehow get into supervisor positions. And they just suck. They just suck at their job. And I guess that's what I'm going to leave it at. Uh, on that uh, so this is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg I'm a beautiful woman uh, I'm a truck driver I work for the federal government I like uh, to smoke a pack of uh, Palmol cigarettes every day uh, I like 100's uh, I smoke two packs a day actually uh, I drink a lot of coffee uh, I have a beautiful uh, purple uh, Mitsubishi Mirage that I drive on my days off uh, and uh, it's convertible and it's purple because I wanted it to uh, I wanted it to be the color of Prince and I actually have a little Prince tag on the car because I'm a huge fan of Prince he's fine as fuck and this is this podcast is about my life and my everyday experiences and I want you to join me every single week I want you to Tune into the podcast. I was a little late this week on getting this one out. I try to do them on the weekends. But uh, today I was late. And I want you to join me every single week. I want you to crack open a beer or a cold beverage. Drink you a marg. Light up a cig. And just relax and listen to me talk about my shitty life. And I hope it makes you feel better about your shitty life. Because, you know, everything's relative, you know. Um... Everything in life is relative. Uh, I have a shitty life, but then I look at other people's shitty lives. And I go, well, my life is better than their life. They've had a shittier life than me, so I can't complain, I guess. And so I guess somebody that's listening to the podcast and laughing at me uh, is probably like, well, at least I don't have her shitty life. And good for you. Uh, You know, it's just like my boyfriend, Raul. Uh, he had a shitty life. He moved here from Guatemala and is currently uh, working in a chicken processing plant and he hates his job and it gives him panic attacks. And uh, he has a shitty life. But And so I look at him and I go, well, you know, I have a better life than him. But hopefully all that will get better for him as uh, me and him will eventually get married and move off maybe to South Alabama soon. I don't know, you know, where I can live for cheap. Basically, moving to South Alabama is kind of like, you know, you know when retired people move to like 
South American countries to live for cheap. That's kind of what I'm doing, only in America. Because you can pretty much, if you move to South Alabama, it's pretty much as cheap as uh, moving to like Mexico or, you know, you can probably live for cheaper actually where I'm going. You can probably live cheaper where I'm going than you could in Mexico or anywhere in South America. There is a, uh, I'm in my truck today trying to enjoy a cigarette, trying to do a podcast. And there is this big, fat tub of lard bitch in a tank top walking towards the truck. Uh, I don't believe she's a lot lizard. She doesn't look like a lot lizard, but she uh, is wearing sweatpants and a tank top. And, uh, you know, just me being a bigger girl, I I just, I don't wear tank tops. I don't do that because it just, you know, who wants to see my fucking flab flying around everywhere? It's like nobody wants to see my fucking flabby arms and my tits fucking sagging. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? And she's good. She's still walking. Hopefully she won't uh, hear anything I'm saying because this podcast is usually all over the place. But uh, one thing I want to say, hit us up on Twitter, on the Twitter, Biscuit Pod. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook, Biscuits Buttered. Uh, I hadn't checked them in forever. Um, I don't know. I'm just so fucking busy all the time. So I've been helping Raul. Uh, he just started a business. Uh, he started a florist business, and I designed him some business cards and ordered them from uh, Vista Print, our official sponsor. If, uh, Vista Print, if you want to spend more money to print business cards and bullshit online and get it delivered to your house, Always use Vistaprint, which their uh, app is horrible. I, I tried to uh, use it the other day and uh, didn't have much luck with it. Uh, I had to like redo it and reload the page like a m- million different times. So Vistaprint, it'll eventually work, and you're gonna pay like fucking forty dollars for a hundred business cards, which I think is just outrageous. Um, so we got that going on, and he's uh, he's got a friend that owns a business in town. So she um, she basically uh, has been you know handing out his business cards, uh, taking pictures. He'll do floral arrangements and leave them in her business. So he's trying to gin up some business in our local town, and uh, I'm very proud of him. He's got that entrepreneurial spirit that all the Central Americans have. I know, you know, white people we're just we're just done. You know, we're just, our, go- our goose is cooked. Like, our better days are over, you know? Uh, and all these, like, South American, Central Americans, they, they move up here and they fucking hustle, man. They get shit done. So, I'm hoping he's going to build a really good business. And, um, and uh, you know, like, I, I noticed this, and maybe it sounds racist, I don't know. But, just like with him, he's starting his business. The lady he lives with has her own business. And now, like, ever, like... Mexican, Guatemalan, Latino that I know that moves up here, they literally won't even know English and they just go right into making a business. I mean, they just get at it and they get it done. Like my neighbor down the street, they needed a bigger house. What did they do? You know, like a white person block, oh, I can't fucking build a house. I don't know what. Oh, I can't do that. Fucking do that. If I build a house, you know, it's. Won't be able to go to Longhorn tonight and eat a fucking outlaw ribeye and drink a beer. You know, and then like a Mexican's like, no, we're going to stay home. We're literally going to just build an addition onto our home today. And I'm not joking. My neighbor did this. They started an addition like two weeks ago and they've already got it closed in. I'm assuming it's not done on the inside, but they built an addition onto their house that's like doubled the size of their house. In like, in like two weeks. I mean, it's fucking insane. So, it just, it's its really annoying. It's really fucking annoying that uh, white people, we're just, we're just losing it. We're losing power. We're losing control. Um, and it's sad. It's sad, you know, just to go on like a little racist rant here. We're over. We're over. And look. Don't, don't try to say that Victoria is a racist. I'm just, I'm just putting my judgment on it. I'm just putting my judgment on it that white people are over. Um, because I just see it every day. Like there's just a bunch of young people dying. 
uh, of drug overdoses. They don't ever try to like improve their lives and get better jobs and you know move up in the world. They just give up. They give up before they even start to race. And but when I see Latinos, they're getting it done, man. And I, I just say we got to take we got to let them take over the country. We just got to hand them the keys and be like, hey, we we can't handle it no more. Y'all are just gonna have to. Y'all are just going to have to take over for us. <laughs> you know, it's just like we got a, a white president. He's retarded. And um, he's retarded and he's got dementia and he's just pitiful. We've got this fake black vice president. She's not a real black. Let, let's be honest. And she's culturally white. I, I don't care what anybody says. She's culturally very white. You can tell by the way she acts. She's just a lazy white woman. And um, we need... Two Latinos to be president. Okay, we need a Latino president, a Latino vice president. Because that way when shit like breaks, they actually just fucking go out and fix it. You know, it's like, well, no, we're not going to sit around here and wait for fucking miracles. We're going to get out here and get the job done. And that's what they do every day in my in my hometown. Um, that was a weird rant. It's a weird rant. I love all people. Don't confuse it as a racist rant because it's not. Because I've... Literally, I've uh, literally, um, I've probably um, deep-throated every race there is. Okay, so, what did we want to get to today? Let's just, let's have the whole podcast just be a racist podcast. (laughs) Today's episode is Race Relations with Victoria Vandenberg. So, have you ever had a friend that became black have you ever had a best friend like let's say you're a teen early teen and one day they show up and they're black uh i've had this happen okay i've had this happen so uh, just bear with me this is a true story by the way this is a true story this isn't a bullshit story i had a friend become black okay this happened to me this happened to victoria vandenberg he shows up one day at my house, and he's got a different voice. I mean, this is a fucking white guy living out in the country in Alabama. And, uh, I don't know, he started watching the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm, I'm going to say that was the gateway drug to blackness. And he started watching the Fast and the Furious movies, and then all of a sudden he shows up, and he's like, What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. I can't, I can't get his voice down. You know, it's kind of like uh, Ralphie May or something. You know, like Ralphie May became black at some point. He wasn't always black. He's like, what's up, y'all? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, he starts doing these voices, right? And I'm like, hey, man. That's funny. That's funny. You're a black guy now. He's like, man, this way I motherfucking talk. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You didn't talk like that. Like, you hadn't always talked like that. He's like, man, this is the way I motherfucking always talk. The fuck, are you tripping, bro? Tripping? I'm like, well, am I tripping? I don't, I don't think he. Are you, are you joking right now? And so I'm just assuming that this is like a really, really good prank that he's pulling on me. And I'm like, okay, 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 man, okay, man. You know, I just go, I just go with it. I just, I'm just like, get over it. He's just fucking with you. He's fucking with you. So. I go, you know, another week, and he's still doing the voice, you know, like, shit, man, I gotta go in here and get some of these collard greens, motherfucking chitlins. I'm like, hey, man, uh, how long's this joke gonna go on? Man, fucking stop tripping. Stop fucking with me, man. The fuck's your problem? Like, okay, okay, dude. I guess, I don't know. I got I guess you're black now. I, I don't know. I, I'll accept you. You know, we we, we gave him a, a name, a joking name that we gave him. And, you know, it just kept going on. And, uh, you know, we're at school and, you know, we're like, I'm hanging out with him. And, you know, like we go into a room full of like um, black uh, basketball players. And I'm like, fuck, dude. 
don't open your mouth is what I'm thinking the whole time. Like, don't don't open your fucking mouth, right? And you know, he goes in there and he opens his mouth and he's like, man, we're gonna play some fucking ball today. All this shit, and I'm just like, oh, oh fuck, oh fuck. He's using the voice in here while all these fucking like seven foot tall black guys, and they completely accept him as black. They don't say anything. They don't think it's weird. They completely embrace him. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so they don't think it's a big deal. I thought we were going to have, you know, I, I honestly, I thought we were going to have to, like, get into a fight. I thought I was literally going to have to, like, defend my friend. I'm like, he's still my friend even though he's making shitty decisions. So I guess I'm going to have to fight these fucking basketball players. But no, they accepted him as he was, as a, a, a black man. And um, it just kept going on and on and on to the point of ridiculousness and to the point where we just eventually had to accept. And we had to stop fucking with him about being black. And uh, as I yelled the word black, a black man's uh, walking up to the truck. And I was just like, man, you really, you know, just whatever you choose to be in life, I'll accept it. And I've been friends with him ever since. It's just, I'm, I'm proud, I'm proud, and I'm accepting that he is now black. And, um, you know, he's he is what he is. You know, you just got to accept people um, the way they are. And um, it, just, it just is the way it is. All right, moving on. I had another friend, too, that uh, did Ozzy Osbourne's voice. And he really was fucking with me. And he spent like a month doing Ozzy Osbourne's voice. And that was the worst month of my life. Because <laughs> he wouldn't stop it. I'm like, dude, just, just stop. And he's like, no, this is my voice. And I can't do Ozzy's voice, but it was horrible. Well, anyway, th there's a lot of stuff that I always miss on this. Like, I'll write stuff down to talk about, and then I will... Uh, forget uh, to talk about it. Uh, I went up to uh, Nashville. This was weeks ago, and I don't think I ever told y'all about this. Went up to Nashville with uh, Raul, and uh, you know we went to this um, wholesale flowers place, and um, you know we went all over the place in Nashville. Went to went shopping. Went to a good Chinese restaurant. Um, and we just, you know, we were taking our time because we were making our way up to Kentucky to see uh, his uncle and uh, his uh, husband. And uh, but before we went up there, we decided, hey, we're gonna, you know, go shopping in Nashville and go do stuff in Nashville. So we went to a bunch of different nurseries and went to a wholesale flowers place. And there's this really cool wholesale flowers place in Nashville where you can actually go in. And they have, like, huge, like, refrigerators full of, like, flowers that you can walk into and walk around and pick out whatever you want. And I just thought, man, this would be a really good business if someone did this down here in Alabama where you had that kind of access to, like, wholesale flowers. But for some reason, the wholesale flowers place in uh, Sheffield, Alabama will only allow you to buy flowers if you have a tax ID which I just think is the weirdest fucking thing ever I'm like what do you mean you'll only sell flowers to people with tax IDs you know money's money people like what are you what are you doing now nah, we're only house now we don't even bother me Pamela uh, fuck y'all bitch ass bitch ass bitch and some guy just pointed at me um, for some reason. I don't know why, but he can go fuck himself. This is the second time I've parked at this place where somebody's came by and like pointed at me. So, anyway. It's a bunch of bullshit. Don't know what that was about. That's kind of weird. Uh, so, what was I talking about? Yeah, anyway, stupid bitch in Sheffield. Uh, we always sell to wholesale flowers. 
to business as. You know, I think they were being racist because I had a Guatemalan with me. And I'm like, well, he sort of does have a business, but he doesn't have a tax ID because it's, you know, it's an off-the-books kind of deal if you catch my drift. <sighs> Tax-free, bitches. But, uh, you know, and I think they do that. I think there's, like, a concerted effort uh, between, like, florists to kind of keep people from getting into the business because it's such an easy business to get into it's such an easy business to get into that i think that there's like certain people in the community that's like hey we're going to restrict access to the public to be able just to go in and buy their own flowers because then they would realize that making floral arrangements is like super fucking easy and anybody can do it and Instead of paying us a hundred dollars for a fucking arrangement, they could, you know, maybe make it for, you know, twenty, thirty bucks. And we can't have that. So there's a com a conspiracy, a conspiracy between all these people. Um well, anyway, after we went to the wholesale flowers place in Nashville, we went to Opry Mills Mall. And went and looked around. You know, the fucking amazing mall. It has every fucking store you can possibly imagine. Uh, bought me some shirts at Nautica. And there was uh, a man there who was uh, hitting on me. And uh, literally, I took the shirt up there, which was like a cotton shirt. And took it up there, put it on the counter. And he was like, yeah. <sighs> you know, uh. When I buy shirts, I gotta have something, you know, stretchy. I gotta have something. I gotta have, you know, uh, a stretchy shirt. And I'm like, um, okay. Um, why, why is that? You know, because I'm not really paying. I'm not the most observant person in the world. You know, I go about my day. I'm like, I just wanna buy this shirt and then fucking leave. And so, I go, and, well, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, why is he, like, and, you know, I jokingly, I'm like, well, you know, I'm a fat bitch, so, you know, I gotta have a stretchy shirt, too, because my weight fluctuates all over the place. And, you know, and then, like, all of a sudden, he's, like, you know, tightening his arm, and I'm like, oh! He's, like, trying to show off his gun shows. He's trying to let me know. He's, like, this guy's, like, five foot three, probably, five foot five. He's, like, you know, trying to show off the gun show. And I noticed that he's a bodybuilder, which I didn't even notice at first because he was a tiny man on the other side of the counter. Why is it that all tiny people become bodybuilders? Well, anyway, he's like, yeah, I just got to have something stretchy. Ah, and he's like showing the gun show. And I'm like, are you, are you hitting on me right now? And, you know, of course, you know, Roll's over there like looking at me like, fuck this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> He's jealous of the attention that the uh, bodybuilder that I wasn't even into uh, hitting on me, you know, trying to show off the gun show. And I, I'm just like, well, you don't have nothing to worry about. Like, he, he looks like, I don't know, I don't like people that look like me. I don't like pasty white people that have, you know, uh, I just don't like pasty white people. I, I need some flavor. I need some, uh, I need some color. I need some beauty. Need something interesting, something exotic. Okay, I just it doesn't do it for me. Even with his muscles, it doesn't do it for me. I'm trying to pick, try to describe him to you. He has kind of like he had kind of brownish hair, you know, kind of English Irish ancestry. Uh, probably about five five, and just buff as shit. Oh yeah, I gotta have the stretchy shirt. I'm like, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Like I, I need even with the, like the huge arms, I just not doing it. All right. So, what's up with everybody saying no cap nowadays? No cap, motherfucker. No cap. No cap is no cap at. I'm like okay, okay. Why are you fucking yelling no cap at me all the time? It's like why not just say no bullshit. Why, why do we need all these new words? I'm constantly having to go to Urban Dictionary to figure out what's going on in the world because I'm an old person now. 
Because there's all these new words. Well, skeet's an, uh, an old word, but still. There's like this abonics language that people uh, have to look up just to understand what someone's saying on the streets. On the streets, motherfucker! So, uh, I had to look this up. Apparently, no cap means bullshit. Or they'll say, that's cap. It'll be bullshit. And, uh, that's the latest thing that gets on my nerves. Is like, why do we need new words? Why can't we just use the old words that were just as good where you can just say, that's fucking bullshit. But nope! Nope. We don't have none of that. Can't have that. Can't just fucking use regular words. Got to use a bonics. Um, okay, so... I'm stalling now. I'm running out of things to talk about. Oh, there is something I did want to talk about. So, I live in this small town. I live in this small town in Alabama. And I'm with Raul. We're... We're at the Walmart, you know, we're getting our groceries, and I came out early to load up my truck. There's literally a lady screaming. There's a, a lady screaming in the back seat of her car. And there's some guy that's signaling that he's going to hit her in the back of the car. Well, I'm not going to engage with anyone nowadays because, you know, people have guns in Alabama. So, I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just call the police, right? Because I see that he's threatening her, and, you know, she's screaming, and... So, to put this in perspective, in my small town that doesn't have, like, less than 10,000 people in this town, we have a cop on every block. I mean, we have just dozens of police. So, I fucking go, and I'm like, well, they should handle it, because, you know, they're constantly pulling people over and fucking with people, and you can't even, like, drive five miles without seeing ten cops, you know. It's that type of town. So I call the police. I'm like, hey, there's a lady in distress. She's screaming. Some guy's threatening to hit her. They're in uh, a silver Honda Civic two-door uh, on the grocery side of Walmart. Y'all need to send somebody out to check and see if she's okay. I'm sitting there staring at him right now. She's still yelling. And, you know, the lady on the phone's, like, just silent. Like, like she's annoyed that I'm calling. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. That's all I wanted to let y'all know. I wanted to let y'all know that some lady's being beat up in the parking lot. But I'm not engaging it because I'm not getting shot. And, you know, I can tell this lady on the phone is like, you know, like when someone's just dead silent and you can tell that they just don't want to even talk to me. And I'm just like, fuck this. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm getting off the phone. Got off the phone. I'm waiting on Raul to come out. He never comes out. About 10 minutes later, he comes out. And uh, we start walking to the car. And I point to the guy and tell Raul, like, hey, this guy's, like, been beating up his wife. And I'm, you know, the police never came out here to to fuck with him, you know. I want the police to come out here and crack his head. So, you know, he sees me pointing at him. And he's like, hey, hey, what's up? Ah! You know, like a retarded fucking scumbag that he was. And I'm just staring at him like. Like, what was he yelling at me for? What was this fucking dumb faggot yelling at me for? And, uh, because, you know, he's like less than a maggot. You know, you ever see a person that is like, they there's no reason for them to even be living because they're that lowly a person. They're that, they're like no good to the point like they don't work, their girlfriend's supporting them, all they want to do is do drugs and beat up their girlfriend. And, this type of like lowly maggot that is worthless and contributes nothing to society. Uh, that's the type of person this was. So I didn't even respond to him. I'm just sitting there staring at him. You know, like in the Big Lebowski when Walter's looking at DeJesus and he's just, you know, DeJesus like, hey man, if you pull that shit with a gun, man, you pull that shit with a gun, man, I will shove it up your ass. And you know, Walter's just sitting there staring at him because he's just like, I'm not even engaging with this pedophile. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of how I was uh, dealing with this guy. I'm just like, and I don't, you know, I'm not even, like, this person's lower than me. 
I know that I could easily, like, one punch I could just level this dude. I mean, I know for a fact it would be really, really easy to level this dude because he's just a piece of shit, you know. Uh, maggot, worthless person. And um, so I just ignore him and, you know, I, I point at him again and I, I, I tell uh, Raul, I'm like, he's a cocksucker. <laughs> and I try to mouth it so, you know, he could understand it and then i and then i slowly went and a loser you know that way he can see that what i'm mouthing and you know he's getting mad yelling at me and i just i just pull off because i'm like he's not worth my time and uh this is a weird story so the police never never came even though this motherfucker was yelling at me so two nights later i'm i'm drive i drove back from work i'm driving back to the house i'm finally back in town this same two-door silver honda civic is swerving all over the road going down the main main street main street in my town swerving all over the road and i'm just like what good will it do what good will it do calling the police because they didn't even come when he's beating up his girlfriend and so I didn't even call. I'm just like, I guess this scumbag just gets to run around doing whatever he wants. Meanwhile, our police department is pulling people over for like tickets and lights being out on tags and just like small stuff like that. But let all the violent crime happen. Let this poor lady get the shit beat out of her on a daily goddamn basis. Lord forbid. Lord forbid help people. And they're fucking help help people get away from their abusive boyfriends. And that's that's the kind of shit town I live in. You know, a lot of people that's got what I like to call small town disease. And what I would describe small town disease as they're in a small town, there's no jobs, there's no prospects, there's nothing but doing drugs and beating your wife. And that's the small town disease. Let's talk about national politics. <clears throat> Need a chug of sweet tea and a drag off my cig. So apologize for the apologize for the pauses. After I get off this podcast, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call back and see if I can't get a hold of this fucking workforce specialist person to see if I can fucking move because it's holding up me and Raul moving because I was gonna literally this place is so cheap I can afford a house me and him was gonna move in together I was gonna get him pregnant and we were gonna have a baby and we were gonna live happily ever after in South Alabama which is if you've never been there it's kind of like a third world country okay um, but anyway we're gonna talk about national politics Starbucks workers are um, upset. Upset. Look, I'm a member of the LGBTQ plus community, whatever the alphabet's up to now. Uh, I'm a member of this community, okay? But I kind of get annoyed with my community a lot. And one thing that I'm annoyed with lately is that Starbucks workers are threatening to go on strike over uh, not being, not having pride flags in the built in the buildings. Like we need to hang out pride flags. Why can't we hang out pride flags in our work? I mean, God, we're gonna go on strike. And it's just like the most annoying, stupid bullshit. It's like, why don't you go on strike? and ask for more money like this idea that corporations care about you this idea that the corporation celebrating pride signals that they support pride and I, no 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 like celebrate pride on your time off people okay this is the thing that gets on my nerves it's a shallow type of pride so I've worked in a lot of different places and I've worked for businesses that were Christian businesses and they would try to force us to pray 
they would constantly be hanging up Christian stuff and on the billboard and you know constantly shoving it down our throat and so I kind of have a little sympathy for the person that comes into Starbucks that works there and is like literally being told to hang up pride flags even if they're not a member of the community I have sympathy for that because even though they're probably a shitty person which they probably are um, if they get annoyed by that without a doubt they're probably a shitty person but all at the same time I've been put in that position where I'm having to celebrate and partake in things that I'm not even a member of I've been forced to go to parties where people are praying and doing all these Christian bullshit and even in professional environments because I've worked for more than one federal agency and I've worked for the state of Alabama before and I had employers that really loved to force their beliefs on people and this to me is just the same thing even though it's well-meaning even though it's the community that I'm a part of I feel like this is the same thing like where you go to work and you have other employees it's like well, what what about the other employee that's not a member of the LGBT community and they don't want to participate in all this stuff of hanging up the pride flags and all this stuff I mean what about them like to me when you run a business it should be about business you know you should go in and um you know, because let's be honest, all this, you know, like people celebrating Juneteenth, people celebrating Pride, all these businesses that put up flyers and stuff like that for it and banners and decorate for it, you know, they're doing it just to get customers. That's all they're doing it for. You know, they're just doing it to like, hey, you know, like I could just see some, you know, black lady going up into a business. Oh, they celebrate Juneteenth. I'm going to go give him some business. You know, and then you have like, gay people who are like oh my god they're celebrating pride they've, they've got the trans flag hanging I'm going to go do business with them because they're, they're being positive and they're affirming my beliefs and you know to me it's like it's just silly it's just a silly thing to want a corporation or a business to affirm your beliefs and to agree with you and to me I would rather have I want businesses to be what they're supposed to be. Just cold business transactions. That's all I want. When I go in for a coffee, I just want a coffee. Maybe you have different varieties of coffee. I don't want you shoving down all this other bullshit down my throat. Like, oh, it's Cancer Awareness Month. Will you donate to all this and this? And I'm like, no! I just want the coffee I want to go. I don't want to hear about charities. I don't want to hear about Pride. I don't want to hear about Juneteenth. I don't want to hear about any causes at all. I just want the coffee and I want to fucking go after I get the fucking coffee. Alright? I don't need all this extra shit. You know, because I've went into a business before a clothing store. A clothing store. And this woman guilt tripped me for not rounding up for St. Jude's. And I'm like, look, she kept mentioning it over and over and over again. Are you sure you don't want to round up for St. Jude's? Hey, he's not rounding up for St. Jude's. You know, like, she, that was the last thing she said. I'm not rounding up for St. Jude's. Well, bitch, I'm buying this overpriced shirt on a credit card. So I'm not even buying this with my own money that I have right now. I'm putting a, I'm putting a fucking $50 shirt on a credit card because I can't afford it right now. I'm going to pay for it next paycheck. And I'm not going to round up on my credit card, you fucking fat cunt. But oh, I'm, I'm horrible because I don't want to fucking round up to St. Jude's. We got to put an end to this stuff. Let businesses do business. Nothing else. No charities. No fucking, like, causes. No celebrating Pride Month. No celebrating fucking... Whatever they're celebrating. Fucking Gender Awareness Month. I don't know. What what, what else? What all do we got going on? Uh, fucking uh, support the military. Support the troops. Support this. Support that. I'm caused out. I'm caused out. I'm tired 
I'm sick and tired, and I'm not going to take it anymore, of causes. Let's just do business, do our transactions, and go about our ways. And if I want to celebrate pride, which I do, I'm going to celebrate pride at pride with my people and at my home the way it should be done instead of constantly trying to virtue signal and force it into the corporate environment. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm getting at is it's ridiculous. You shouldn't be mad at it. You shouldn't be mad about it. And you shouldn't strike over it. It's kind of silly. I can't even take this union silly. I'm like, well, maybe they don't deserve a union if they're striking over not being able to hang up a flag, which Starbucks is denying. Starbucks is like, you can hang up a flag if you want. Nobody's saying that shit. So it's like, it's like, it's like a strike for no reason. It's silly. All over virtue signaling. It's like they could have asked for anything. They could have went and asked for more pay, workers' benefits. Nope, they're concerned about the pride flags. All right, advice of the week. The advice of the week is to not take no for an answer. And that is currently what Victoria is doing. Uh, I'm about to get off the phone and I'm going to keep bugging people uh, at my agency until I get an answer on whether I'm going to be able to move to South Alabama, which is a third world country, and take my Guatemalan boyfriend, buy a house, a shitty rundown house, fix it up, uh, you know, get get some dogs, maybe some birds, buy some parakeets, uh, start a, a small farm and commune, and uh, just, you know, cut our foreheads and do LSD. I, I don't know. That's how we're going to get it in our system. We're going to do like always, there's always that rumor like Jimi Hendrix used to like cut his forehead and put LSD on his forehead and wrap a bandana around it. That's what we're going to do in South Alabama. But don't take no for an answer. You need to stay strong. Keep at it. Even though I've been waiting like a fucking year for a transfer, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm in review at this moment. Maybe if I keep pushing them and pressing them, they'll eventually make a decision where I can move on. Because the thing that drives me crazy about this whole thing is they're holding me back from being considered by anybody else for employment within this agency, with, with, you know, to a different facility. So while they're waffling, I'm having to just sit here. And I told, you know, I'm sitting there like, well, if, if I don't get hired in South Alabama and I don't get hired anywhere else, I'm going to eventually just bite the bullet and buy something out in the middle of nowhere up here um, to live. But because I'm just tired, I need a change. I'm going through a midlife crisis and I will not take no for an answer. I'm, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you should be, too. Y'all have a great week. I will try to do another podcast uh, uh, this weekend. Thank you. Uh, this is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vonenberg. Uh, my cigarette has burned all the way down to the filter, and we are done for the day. Have a good week.